Hey guys, welcome back to Small Talks Podcast. I want to do a little introduction before we get into the podcast itself because the audio isn't going to sound the best. <laughs> the reason I wanted to give uh, this intro is because the audio isn't that great. There was a running fountain. We were around a little lake or a little pond uh, and I had to do a lot of editing to uh, to make sure you can at least hear their voices and not hear the rushing water all the time. So if you hear the running water in your car, if you hear like a little sound, like uh, like white noise almost, I apologize. Uh, this this podcast audio isn't going to be the best, and I will work to get better on that next time. With that to say, it is our second experience with uh, with filming a podcast outside. Uh, without further ado. Here's Kristen and Marissa. Okay. Shoes are off. Welcome back. Oh, you don't, I mean, you don't have to. I don't They're think. almost off. Sure. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh. We got to get um, her more comfortable. <laughs> uh, welcome back to the Jet 4 podcast. I'm here with Marissa and Kristen and... I mean, I'll I'll let them introduce themselves. Yes, um, I'm Marissa. I own Terracotta Moon. We're based out of Brenham, but we serve Brenham all the way to College Station and Bryan, and then other areas that we're growing into. Um, and then I do mobile glamping, so we're in the Bell Tent right now, which is really fun and excited to do this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Howdy, I'm Kristen Hammonds. I'm the owner of Grow and Plant Co. I'm primarily a pop-up plant shop. You've seen probably all over College Station, um, even beyond College Station. And right now we're primarily based out of uh, What's the Buzz Coffee. Um, and I've been looking forward to this since you first told me you were doing a podcast series. Yeah, since I first told you like a year ago or a couple years ago. <laughs> I know. It's been hanging around in the back of my mind for a while. Yeah. <laughs> excited for you. Well, welcome to a weird scenery um the bell tent is marissa's the plants are Kristen's, and i want to talk about creativity in business i've seen y'all grow immensely in the past year and in the past couple months oh my goodness um and one thing that kind of stemmed or kind of stuck out in my mind was uh there's business for everyone i remember it stuck out in my mind when you said it and so i was just like Oh shoot! What does that mean? I was like, "Where, where's that gone?" And then I've seen the growth in Kristen, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh, there's a lot here." <laughs> yeah. Well, um, I guess I first heard it in a. It was probably a marketing podcast. Like first, I heard, um, they were saying like, if you're thinking about starting a business, walk down the bread aisle, and look at how many brands of bread there is. And so it was kind of like a great, like they summed it up way better, but it was kind of great to realize that like, it's okay to do something, even if somebody else is doing it or something similar. Mm -hmm. And then I heard, like, I started hearing other businesses on podcasts saying like, there's business for everyone. Like, and to me, that was kind of like stay in your own lane and then support other people that want to do, whether it's exactly what you do, something similar, or maybe they're inspired by you. And so it, it was great to to realize that like early on in starting Terracotta Moon because then I was not afraid to like, there was a lot of people doing slumber parties and I knew I wanted to do it differently. So it was great to know that like I can do it something similar too 
but um, like I can stay in my own lane and not be like competitive because I was always nervous about that starting a business. Like, are people going to be like, oh, I follow this person already, so I'm not going to follow you. That was kind of a fear. But um, that whole, you know, there's business for everyone really kind of calmed those nerves. And it's just certainly a great outlook when you're building a community or joining a community of other small businesses. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> when I heard that, I kind of like also had a had a sense of like calming. Yeah, because I mean, as a freelance photographer yes. with a saturated, saturated yes. market of like portrait photographers and wedding photographers. Yes hearing there's business for everyone is like oh yeah i can still stay in my lane and still do the same thing that everyone is doing and still sort of succeed in my own personal way yeah it's your style yeah and it's my style that's what people are gravitating towards is they're not necessarily gravitating for just a photographer but obviously if they're hiring you then they've been following your specific style they're picking you for you and what you're doing and I think it's even more so like if you are in a saturated market like photography, it's more exciting when a customer does pick you. Yeah. And so, I don't know. <laughs> Speaking of picking, that <laughs> <laughs> I felt like you kind of stick out in the crowd. So it's really easy to like go to your tent or go to your pop up and be like, this is very interesting. Tell me about what you're doing here. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. I do get a lot of just like passerbys that stop and just want to like pick my brain about plants. And I'm like, hey, I'm here for this. This is yeah. such a great like kind of community outreach. And people will be like, I don't understand why this plant at home is doing X, Y, and Z. And so I'm, I've gotten good feedback in the past where I'm able to kind of like help diagnose that just talking it out with them at a market, which has been really fun and like rewarding. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Have you experienced like any sort of competition or like felt the need that there's like limited business in your in your field or area or garden i don't know i kind of like you said i kind of like to stay in my own lane i try not to really think about it or dwell on it too much because i want to bring something new something different to the table but then again a lot of people are selling plants now especially because of the pandemic a lot more people are also interested in plants um so i'd like to think i also have a phrase kind of similar to there's business for every person there's a plant for every person Ooh. and it all started from a pop-up at carport coffee oh okay one of the best pop-ups that i've had um it was so much fun great experience great people and like my day was already made i was thrilled i was packing up i had like three plants left and then someone came up and was like oh my gosh i've been looking for one of those and i'm like <laughs> are you serious i'm uh, like it's for sale uh, you want it. And like, yeah i want it and then Somebody else came by and got the last or the second to last. And then I literally was about to put the final plant in my car. And someone's like, wow, I really want a Monstera. I've been wanting one for a while. And like, I was like, are you serious? I'm like, this is my last plant. Like we had a whole <laughs> pop up and everything. Uh. And um, he's like, no, I'd like to get it. I was like, can I please take your photo? Because it was just such a monumental moment that I sold out. Whoa, and that's it, a really cool story. And it was actually. really interesting. It's like people are looking for certain plants or they need a certain plant they're like oh i really want a cactus for my dorm that has very little light and i'm like oh, maybe let's try sansevieria and so it was interesting that like i had the perfect recipe that day and there was a person for every plant that i brought whoa so that's I try, really i don't know i try to think i'm like a plant person matchmaker and that's kind of like 
an element that I think makes me stand out, especially from like big box stores, you know, yeah. nobody's going to help match you with the right plant for your growing conditions and your green thumb. Yes. That's customer service there. That is that's amazing. <laughs> actually. I actually, <laughs> I like that you're matching the person with the plant or you're matching yeah. the plant with the person. And especially I, well, if somebody wants a certain aesthetic, if they want like cacti and succulents in their home, but they don't have a lot of natural light to um, keep them happy and healthy long term, I like to think of alternatives that have that same like aesthetic, um, but that will still grow and thrive and be happy um, despite being in lower light. And there's a lot of like Sansevieria that will like fit that niche. Hmm, interesting. So you're looking beyond just their environment too. You're looking like how long will they last? Like will they thrive more? people know ahead of time i'm like hey if you have a windowless bathroom that you really want to put a plant in just know it's it'll last a few months maybe a year if you're lucky um so you'll be looking to replace that plant <laughs> in that time period but I'm, I'm very transparent i'm not here to like push a sale just to make a sale yeah mm -hmm. i want people to be successful when they're growing up plants and not get burned in it because it's such a fun and rewarding hobby oh i like that actually Oh <laughs> I feel like there's so many things that you've said are popping out and I'm like, that needs to go on a shirt. That needs to go on a t-shirt. That needs to go on a t-shirt. Did you at one point you wanted to like start making shirts or like merch and stuff for grow them? It's pending. This is the oh. only shirt I have right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> it is my um, market event t-shirt. Yeah. But we do have, I have a collab going on right now and it's a sticker that we have designed. I had an idea. Okay. Know, and she brought it to life. Um, Nadia makes this and she's doing a rebrand right now. So I'm like waiting for... Um, her to tell me the go ahead and then we'll get some shirts made with her designs on it. Ooh. I'm very excited. That'll be fun. I would totally buy a plant and a shirt, especially if my plant's on the shirt. Yeah, <laughs> no, that'd be super cool actually. Be like if you bought like two plants, you get like a free merch or like free shirt or something like that or discount off of a shirt. Mm -hmm. That'd be really cool. Yeah, I love bundle deals and just, you know, things like that. I And I love giveaways too. I've got like, I've got some pretty cool giveaways planned coming up. <laughs> that's exciting i need to look out for those <laughs> so creativity isn't just bound to how you operate in your business mm -hmm. it's the way you brand the way you show yourself all the personality so we can agree that creativity is subjective mm -hmm. now when you when i think of the origins of both of y'all y'all are very separate but similar at the same time mm -hmm. so i guess let's start with marissa's origin of terracotta moon how did you think of your business idea, your first tent experience? Oh, okay. <laughs> uh, oh, I was telling Kristen a little bit before we started, but um, I'd originally started, well, before that, um, I've been wanting to get into RVs. And of course, if you buy an RV and you're flipping it, then you're looking for a spot or whatever the case to like start that business. Mm -hmm. um, cost adds up. <laughs> and so I happened, like I was scrolling through TikTok and kept seeing a, a business owner. Um, what he does is he sets up bell tents like this a little bit on the larger scale for weddings. And he'll set them multiple up at like a venue and your guests can stay the night there. And it could be backyard weddings, venue weddings, whatever the case. It's just another option rather than hotels, I guess. Right. Um, I wouldn't personally want to stay in a bell tent after a wedding, <laughs> but uh, I love the idea. And to me, like comparing bell tents to RVs, I felt like it was something similar that I wanted to do. And it was much more 
cost effective. Right. And so um, that's how I started getting in the idea of bell tents. And then, um, I mean, I've shared a little bit on my stories, but I got a bonus check from my full-time position. And then um, it was weird. That bonus check happened to be like the exact amount I needed to get started because I was pricing things, you know, the idea of Terracotta Moon out for like a month. And so I took that as a sign and just went ahead and started purchasing everything. And then um, I kept it on the low. I didn't tell anybody except my husband and my sister. And I do that because I feel like if you tell everybody about your ideas, it's not going to fully go through or everybody's going to give their opinion and it's going to lower that momentum. So I didn't tell anybody until I probably did my first event because I reached out to a family member that was having a baby shower. <laughs> and I said, look, will you let me set up my bell tent and it'll be like the gift backdrop, all this, like throwing out ideas. And I got everything ready for that event, which was a month out from when I purchased everything and got my supplies in. Oh, wow. And it was the worst event most challenging event <laughs> I ever did because the wind was like 40 miles per hour. And so that was when like this year it's been so windy. 2022 was like super windy. Yeah. Like I remember like y'all's events that was going on pop-ups. Like I think wind was a big concern. It was. Yeah. yeah. I remember before starting some of those markets at yes. the local and at the night bazaar, I would be helping like hold tents down oh, so people yeah. can like wrap weights or like get the other part of the tent like fixed up. It was 22 has been windy. Yes. Windy, windy. So that was my first event. It was super <laughs> windy. Um, the tent was like blowing up. It was still attached to the ground, but it was like lifting. Mm -hmm. And even though there was stuff in there. So luckily it was family. It was a free thing. They loved it. And it was a good learning experience. So it was like my first trial run. And after that, that's when I kind of just was like, I'm doing it now. Mm -hmm. Like, forget the wind. <laughs> I got I got solutions. And then from there, I released Instagram and started promoting it. And then within three weeks of promoting it, maybe two weeks on Instagram, my April month was full. And so, wow, in which I was very shocked. And I had one vision for it, but that vision was not what everybody else had. <laughs> so I did end up, before I even started setting up my first actual paid bookings, um, my niche was not the niche that everybody was booking for, which was weird. Oh. But um, that's kind of the origin story of it. So it was very like... Let's, let's start a side hustle and this is going to be it for now and we'll see how it goes. Yeah. And how long since you started this? So I released or I always say like the start of it was in March. Mm -hmm. So like mid-March was when I put everything up on Instagram, had the website, all that stuff in place and then started telling people about it. So that's when my family found out was when it was on Instagram wow. and I was inviting them. Hey, follow me. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so it's been four months now. And so, um, yeah, that's where we're at now. Oh, my gosh. That's so cool that you worked with the cards that you were dealt with. Things kind of like fell into place. And then all of a sudden you were like, I can continue to do this. And I love doing this. So I will continue to do this. Yeah, I was going to. I mean, I bought everything. So <laughs> you might as well keep going and then just look ahead. Yeah. Not behind me where the wind was. But yeah. <laughs> 
that's what you kind of do hopefully in the start of business like don't get discouraged even if it's like your first go at it mm -hmm. um just stay in your lane and keep going forward there's um, business for everyone yeah there really is <laughs> there's a lot of people in this world so yeah <laughs> Kristen, I know when I met you the first time a couple of years ago, we like talked a little bit about how you started, but at, from that point, I, I don't think I've caught up with you as much. So do you want to like, let me know or like tell oh, yeah. the world about <laughs> where Growem started? Yeah, Growem started with a um, plant obsession <laughs> and it really took off along with many other people during the pandemic. Yeah. And I'd moved into this really awesome condo. It had awesome afternoon sun my collection exploded but i was primarily buying online and i got burned a couple of times and i was like man i really wish there was a plant shop in town that i could get like tropical plants at yeah and so then you know my collection grows and grows and grows over the year and i'm looked at i'm looking at moving at the end of my lease and i'm like Ooh, i have well over 150 house plants <laughs> i should think of a way to downsize them oh my goodness <laughs> oh, i didn't know that actually that's incredible was <laughs> <laughs> a lot and that was the sweet spot it's the right number now i feel like it's even more than that yeah. <laughs> but um we were the lab that i was in was like big um we all went to the local like religiously like every tuesday oh it was wow just like a good team bonding outing um i don't know a great event and community event supporting local businesses and stuff and i was just like a big advocate i was like it's tuesday let's go yeah. and like, the lab was like right down the road so it was too convenient to not go um, and they always were like, you need to set up at the local. You should do that. And I was like, that's a great idea. I started looking into it and I was like, well, you got to be like a real business to do that. <laughs> and I'm like, I'm just, I'm just a horticulturist in training. Yeah. Um, and so then, I don't know, once the move came closer and closer, I was like, oh my gosh, I need to do something. And it kind of really planted a seed. And then I was like, why not? I feel like anybody that, you know, majors in horticulture, you know, in the back of their mind, they're like, I'd really love to own a plant shop one day. And I was like, mm, I feel like I had all these different elements it's not a very um linear path i don't think any business is a linear path but this one there's a lot of different reasons for like starting a plant shop or a pop-up plant shop yeah and i finally was just like it's now or never i brainstormed a bunch of ideas i wanted it to be kind of a tip of the hat to AM, so not too too maroon but just kind of like hey gig them grow them yeah and so that's kind of how i got my painting nice um and so once i had that ironed out that was really like the the last detail, aside from all the, you know, admin paperwork and that fun stuff. Love that stuff. <laughs> I ended up signing up for the first local once I had all my ducks in a row um, in September 2020. And I was so nervous. I was late. <laughs> oh my God. I like to think I've gotten better at that. I'm more on time these days. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a personality flaw. Um, and then um, I remember just being thrilled. I was like, people came by and they just talked to me. I got a picture of my first customer ever. And I did a repost. Um, a year later and was like, you know, reflecting on how much I, the business had come and grown. And she was like, hey, I still have that aloe. It's still growing. And I was like, oh my gosh. It just like made my day. That's it's, amazing, it's actually. Right did you get a photo of the, the aloe at all? Or? Not a follow-up photo, but that's a good idea. Yeah. <laughs> sounds just, like just an adoption. Curious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, how's my kid doing? We're rehoming plants here. <laughs> and that was back. Like, when I first started, I was like, how am I going to stand out? I'm going to have everything potted, ready to grow. And that was it. I want you to take the plant home, set it in your windowsill, and that's it. You start watering it once a week, people. Once a week. Just <laughs> <laughs> gotta make sure you tell them. Yeah, I'm like, if it's every day, that's too much. But um, 
And then <laughs> just the turnover rate was too fast for me to keep up with that. Um, yeah, I, I was like, I witnessed that. This? That was amazing, actually. Like, you'd sell out sometimes. I'm like, oh my goodness. Yeah, wow. I've never accepted it. And so then it was just kind of like, how many plants can I fit in my Honda Civic? <laughs> I mean, it was impressive every time. I was like, mm, I don't know if they're going to fit. And then sure enough, I'd be, you know, riding with one tucked in with my seatbelt with me. And I'm like, this is, this is safe. This is fine. I mean, if, if I get a crash, nothing's moving. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, that was a fun game of, uh, Tetris trying to get everything to fit every time but yeah the way business has grown and developed I don't really it's a lot more nursery plots I want to get back into that now that I'm kind of like at a stable point you know there's a period of growth and then you're kind of stable and then yeah. a period of growth and so I'd love to be able to offer that again um but yeah it, it went from primarily pop-ups um and I've traveled all over I've traveled up to Dallas to do pop-ups and stuff but really Bryan College Station has my home or has my heart it's really like home to me yeah. So I really want to be able to like serve the friends and people and community here. And especially knowing that there's so many plant people here and also <laughs> people that don't know the plant people yet. Yeah. Right. Um, but yeah, I think another big turning point in Groham was like a spot in what's the best coffee. To me, I feel like it just kind of like coffee and plants go hand in hand. And so I'd reached out to Rodrigo and I was like, Hey, congrats. You, you got a new space. That's super cool. Like I'd love to come check it out sometime. And so he's walking me through it and everything. And he's like, and over here, we're going to have an antique window wall. Um, and below, you know, we'd really like to have some like decorative plants and stuff. But, you know, we have a hard time keeping them alive. And I was like, well, I have a lot of plants to sell. <laughs> <laughs> so one thing led to another. I was there and installing plants the first week that they'd open. Whoa. And it's been really beneficial. Like, I love partnering with other businesses. And it really broadens your horizons to partner with the business totally out of your industry. Yeah. And it makes that ebb and flow feel a little bit less lonely. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. like you have those periods of growth, as you said, and then things kind of like stable out and kind of like quiet down for a little bit. And then there's another period of growth. I feel like in that period of growth, there's this like chaos of just like, oh, my gosh, where where is this going? Like, what, are, what am I going to do? And then that's when most of your creativity, at least from what I've seen from both of y'all, is where it all comes out. So do y'all have a difficult moment that you've experienced so far trying to grow your business where you were like, let me try something new or let me, let me do this and see if it works. Uh, yeah. I've definitely had moments where I'm doing it. Um, like before I had a lot of content and a lot of bookings going, mm -hmm. like when I first started Instagram, my idea was to make collages of themes that I would want to promote and see if any, it sticks basically. So I was throwing out ideas of themes to use the bell tent and our services to see if anybody was like, I want to do that just to kind of help the growth. Mm -hmm. And so um, then I've certainly pitched a couple like weddings, which that kind of stuff. Um, I'm getting requests like before this, you know, it was like a bachelorette bridal picnic. And so that was that's a different kind of setup for me. And then um, just kind of throwing things out that way. So normally if someone reaches out for a styled shoot, I'll try and use that as a way to pitch a new idea and just see if that sticks. But so it's challenging because you're putting time, money, things like that into pushing a new idea. But then you're also kind of waiting to see if your target is gravitating towards it or pulling for it, I guess. And so... 
I haven't necessarily ran into a big challenge with that, but I mean, certainly throwing out stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Just seeing, I guess. Like, you're also like, it, you're you're also like in the service area of business, not yeah. so not so much as like selling. Yes. And so like you have opportunities that are bookings that are like sort of a one shot sometimes. And yes. like if it comes up again, maybe I'll do it, but I don't know. Yeah. And that's a good thing is I can take pictures on my phone of the bookings that I'm getting. And so like I got like a one year old birthday and it and it's not the age group that I normally pitch to or like market to, but it seems to be like um, something that's sticking. And anyway, but like I can at least do a booking that someone has an idea for and then see if it sticks. So like when I start posting it, it's like, hey, if you're you got a birthday coming up, let's do a picnic or a night of glamping in it. And so that's nice that with each booking I get, it's a different idea at least. And then I can see if other people love that idea as well. So at least I'm getting paid for that one. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. For those, for those opportunities. That's awesome. I don't know, but I can't imagine, you know, how, like, it seems like Kristen has really good ideas and she's getting (laughs) like, I don't know. The things that she's already told me before we started, like, I'm just like, yep, that's, I, that just is you spot on. Right. And so I love that, like, the growth that she's getting, it just makes sense. Yeah. You know, but. It makes sense in her name too, girl. Yeah. I love, (laughs) oh my gosh, yes. I'm a sucker for plant puns. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. I know. Well, definitely when you said it just planted the seed and I I was, I wanted to say, yep, it did. (laughs) But yeah, <laughs> like you have fully immersed yourself into your business and your business has also grown into you. Like, I don't know how else to explain that, actually. <laughs> yeah. no, that's a perfect explanation. It's like, you know, you look at all the trees on campus and the root system is like actually interwoven underground and they're yeah. you know, grafted together naturally and communicating with each other and feeding each other. And yeah, yeah. So that's how like me and my business are kind of like tied together now (laughs) growing side by side yeah that's intense yeah Yeah. (laughs) so have you experienced sort of any difficult growth and how did you sort of get over that or kind of grow into it sorry i'm gonna stop (laughs) (laughs) i would say it's pretty funny the first challenge which is kind of a theme it's usually technology me and technology don't get along and i remember i bought a square reader and i had it for my first pop-up and I didn't know how to use it. And I stared oh. at it for a good three pop-ups before I, because I just didn't understand how it worked. And I was like, what if I collect the money and it's just in the cloud somewhere? Uh. <laughs> how, how does it go to me? How, do I need to go retrieve it? And yeah. I finally, just one day I was like, all right, you're going to be my first customer. Please be patient. Uh. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, wow, this is fantastic. It's easy. <laughs> so I've used Square since then, but... Just like each time I explore a new feature, it takes me longer than it should to figure it out. Um, I think another challenge would be just like, I don't know, I kind of like to have my checkout system very, whatever people prefer. I'm like, cash Mm -hmm. card, Venmo, whatever you prefer. Um, And then I love Venmo because it's kind of like self-checkout. So while they're working on that, I can check out somebody with Square. Yeah. Um, But I think getting into what's Mm -hmm. the buzz, figuring out what works best there when I'm not always present was a doozy. Oh, that's very interesting, actually. And I'm like, thinking outside the box, um, it was just Venmo for a while. Yeah. Aggie Honor Code, Cash with the Barista, and 
you know, I knew that wasn't going to last long term. Um, oh. And so we did have some issues over the holidays and things. Mm. Um, some plants grew legs. <laughs> but, I mean, oh. that's been sorted out. So that's kind of where I really leaned heavily into Square, into their inventory management and really tracking which plants are there. Let's Just see. knowing that everything's checking out correctly. Right. But that's not without its drawbacks and that the checkout system is tedious. And I'm like, currently set up like I am a restaurant and you're doing self-serve. Yeah. Except for you're ordering plants. Please don't eat them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's it's really cool and it's a great feature. But I think that I need to probably reorganize how I have everything in there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. To where it's more user-friendly and easier to navigate. Um, but I do love that like people can do Google Pay, Apple Pay, um, basically any kind of credit card. They could do their Afterpay and also mm-hmm. Cash App. So it's very versatile. Wow. Um, and I love that it's kind of, I don't know takes the burden off of anybody to like really manage it i want it to be an easy checkout system for yeah. everybody involved for what's the buzz for the customer um to where it's just kind of like oh hey i want this plant scan the QR code check out right 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 so that's kind of like one that i'm working on still just kind of ironing out the details there and i got like a new um reader and it's very interesting i splurged on it it was uh, ooh, okay <laughs> i was like okay this checks all the boxes i was like oh god i, I really hope it works the way i want it to yeah <laughs> so like when somebody um checks out with the qr code then it like prints out the receipt but not like a receipt receipt it's like your ticket order so then the barista is just like oh okay you got that plant cool here. <laughs> nice. so that was a really like i don't know roundabout way to make check out less of a burden on baristas yeah mm. no that is very cool actually but i understand how like difficult it feels to not be in a place and trust that it'll run smoothly yeah. <laughs> you know i feel like as a solo freelance photographer i have to trust that people love my work and they pick me because they like the work that i do but you know it doesn't always go that great it doesn't go that smoothly yeah. and a lot of that imposter syndrome can kind of like settle in and really gnaw at you when you're not looking so was there any point in time where you were sort of i don't know you were doubting yourself in this business or doubting yourself in growing a tent or growing your plants and then how did y'all get over that say it smoothly imposter syndrome with me kind of it's an ebb and flow it comes and goes and it's something that is different each time it could be an element of the business it could be a certain plant it could be um really anything something that just goes wrong or if it's like maybe a bust for an event and i'm just like ah um it i don't know it's just kind of like keep looking forward keep moving forward Mm -hmm. because it it always gets better um and it's really i don't know like i think about um I, I don't know. You spend a lot of time on Instagram and that's a great way to like get inspiration for your business, but it's also a great way to develop imposter syndrome. Yeah. It's like you know, a like, double-edged sword. Yeah. <laughs> and so it's like, wow, these, these are such great ideas. I don't want to be a copycat, but I'm like, I could do this in a different way that best suits my business and my audience. So you don't have to like reinvent the wheel. But then you look at like all the success of these other people that started at the same time as you and yeah. how many followers they have and how they're growing their business and they have all these greenhouses and things going on and you're like oh i'm not i'm not there yet yeah. but then i have to think you know my business is not linear it is 
a pile of pasta. Yeah. <laughs> it, is, it, is, uh, it is a monstera plant. Yes. It's just cheese. It's all over the place and going in every different direction. So, I, know, I think that's kind of like the hardest part is like imposter syndrome is really bad if you compare yourself to others. And mm. there's a lot of people selling plants. And so. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Um, there was one thing that Kristen, or she kind of like honed in on, um, the fact that she realizes that there's a lot of other people selling plants, starting to sell plants, maybe even in the same area. And um, I hope this isn't rude, but like <laughs> what I do is, um, so when I started the idea of Terracotta Moon, I looked to see if anybody was doing it in this area first. Mm-hmm. And nobody was doing it in this area. So of course you're like, there's a need maybe. Yeah. So let's start that. And then, um, like as soon as I started like promoting it, then I started seeing that people, other businesses in the area were starting to prepare to do that service as well, mm-hmm. or started doing it as well. That's not a problem. Like I don't own the market, you know, that's what, there's a lot of bread in the aisle <laughs> <laughs> and everybody has business. Like that's what's important. Like. And so my goal has always been, as long as I get one booking a weekend, I'm good. I'm mm-hmm. solid. Mm-hmm. And if I'm not getting a booking on a weekend, if that just so happens to be the case, then I have it planned to partner up with another business so I can like support them or do something, collaboration, and keep it moving, keep the momentum going. But one thing I will do is like, so I don't know with photographers, I kind of feel like other photographers follow each other in this area. Mm-hmm. So if other businesses are like Terracotta Moon, start following me, I will follow back as a way of saying, I see you, I want to support you. But then I mute it because it's like you're seeing other people's ideas constantly pop up. And so, like, if I get a new idea, I can't look at Pinterest. I can't look at other places for inspiration. What you need to do is, like, write out, draw out your own ideas and inspiration Mm -hmm. so you keep it unique. And then when you're ready to move forward with that idea or something's not working, you can look to see and learn from other people. And so every now and then I'll unmute it so that I can go say, like, love what you're doing or like some of their posts for similar businesses to mine. Right. Um, because I do want to support them. But the thing is, if you're constantly seeing what they're doing and how great it's going, which is awesome for me, it's kind of trying to find that balance of like, how do I support other similar businesses, but also how do I not fall into that imposter syndrome? And so I do strongly believe in like the staying in your own lane but also like trying to find a balance that fits you to support other similar businesses or businesses in general. And so I hope that doesn't come off rude, but like (laughs) for me personally, I kind of got to turn it off to be able to do my own thing. You've mentioned something earlier and it's been like floating around in my mind. You're like, write down your ideas. Yeah. I feel like I was literally walking over here for the podcast. I was like, man, my brain, I think that's one thing I like wish I would have done better throughout Mm -hmm. this whole journey is just documenting it. I've got a lot of pictures, but not all my ideas down. Yeah. yeah. I feel like my brain's like a little marquee that never comes back around. Yeah. <laughs> <idea that> goes... <laughs> so like writing it down and having like a plant 
plant log or something that it would have been like really beneficial especially like reflect on or circle back to some ideas i never like followed through on yes i think that's definitely important something i struggle with too but i did see a video and he was like saying it was a bodybuilder and he had like a stack of notebooks with every workout he does everything he eats all that stuff and he was it was basically like if you're not tracking it you're not growing you're not learning and i was like oh gosh here we go <laughs> so yes like i think that is such a great tool and i'm trying to work at it especially like in my iphone notes like if i have an idea write it down However, I'm trying to figure out how can I track the progress of each booking, each idea that I'm throwing out. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not there yet. <laughs> still trying to, I'm still new. Yeah. But still trying to figure out how to track everything and learn from everything um, while it's on paper mm -hmm. so I can see it. <laughs> but yeah. Sorry, I we just had a technical difficulty. There's a there's a huge gap of audio that I think we just lost. That's okay. <laughs> but I mean, this goes again with like tracking and growing, yeah, and playing with the cards that you have to deal with. You know, yeah. I started this podcast officially started this podcast a month ago with only one mic, and now I have a recorder and two other mics. Mm. And so it's been growing and I'm trying to smooth out all the, the, um, the rough patches and everything. Yeah. Um, but I think you guys have brought up some amazing, amazing tips and amazing creative styles that, ha that you have kind of interwoven into your businesses. Um, and I really would love to get to talk about this more, um, but we're, I think we're at a good kind of stopping point. Yeah, that sounds um, good. So I guess for the last thing that I would like to ask is for any incoming small business entrepreneurs or anybody that has an idea which by the way i wanted i wanted to comment on like you had an idea and you wanted to like mute it or like you didn't want to tell anybody except like your closest friends or like your husband uh, there's only two people oh yeah <laughs> only those two people i feel like even if you have an idea or even if it's something that's been in your mind for a long time there are also others in your environment even if you don't interact with them that have a similar or the same idea and it's not at least from what i've learned this evening it's not it's not who acts on it first yeah it's who acts on it best so it's not about quantity or how fast you do it it's about the quality yeah how much love and passion do you put into it and then how much are you going to let it grow it's always been a good ebb and flow, I think. Um, but if you, if there's anyone out there with an idea, do you have any advice for them? I have, I have a phrase that, or a saying that my art teacher told me because I was always very timid when starting a project, and she was just like, "Kristen," and it's it's a common phrase. Yeah. Leap, and the net will appear. And that kind of always, anytime I'm hesitating on something, do it, knock it out, go for it, give it your best shot. The worst thing that can happen is they say no or you start over and you go in a different direction. Yeah. And so whenever I was starting my business, I just kept hearing that over and over again. I was like, oh my gosh. And then also like, it's now or never. <laughs> so I think just kind of like pull the trigger. Yeah. Take the leap. I like that leap and the net will appear. Mm -hmm. That's really nice, actually. <laughs> yeah, I would definitely piggyback on that. Um, I think I spent a month like pricing things out and I wish I would have just started. 
but I'm happy that I did just kind of take a late leap. Um, and that would certainly be the, you know, tip that I would also give, um, you know, just see what happens. Yeah. And I love that. And I'll always remember what your art teacher <laughs> said now. Um, but definitely just do it. <laughs> just do it. Just do it. <laughs> leap, leap and then that will appear. I do have more advice. Connect. Connect with your other local small business owners. Mm-hmm. Ah, yes. We're all, you know, navigating this together and yes. we all have different audiences. And mm-hmm. so there's often a lot of common interest um, yeah. and you wouldn't expect that. Yes. And it gets stressful, mm-hmm. you know, and there's a lot to do. Mm-hmm. But you're not alone. <laughs> and you've got people for advice and exactly. recommendations and yeah. hey this market's really good you should go to this market so <laughs> or hey really this good. person needs help and I think you'd be the best to help them exactly. <laughs> okay awesome thank you all for thank you for setting up this tent thank you for yeah. bringing your plants and thank you all for for being interviewees yes. <laughs> I guess thank you for hosting setting up yeah of course yeah. and thank you all for listening um, join back with me next week on another episode of the Jet4 Podcast Bye. <laughs> I never-